Okay, we rolling? We're rolling. rolling. All right, cool. Artist we know, this is Aiden. This is Kyle. Today we're joined by... Oh, Phoenix Brown. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was bad. <laughs> it's okay, I probably could have given more of like a nod or like a point or something. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um... So how, how have you been? How's everyone doing? This is week is this week two? Week one officially. This is officially day two of shelter in place. Oh yeah, yeah. True. But like I've been I've been inside or I've been staying home essentially since last week Monday. So this is my second week now. Oh yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've been working from home and then I also work in retail, so that was like canceled last week. Yeah. <laughs> Not essential. Yeah, Even, not essential. Well, I mean, you know, I like shopping. Yeah, shopping's important. <laughs> Depends on who you ask, like, if it's essential. Like, what I deem essential, <laughs> the government probably would not deem essential. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's essential to my paycheck. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. I heard, um, like, people were upset that liquor stores and, <laughs> like, weed stores were deemed essential, but it's like, Hey, everyone's got to do something. Right. People were upset about that? Yeah, I think so. There was, like, controversy with it. I can understand from the point of view of, like, the people working there, because they probably want to go home. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. you know, in, in a time like this, I think <laughs> that kind of stuff can be you know, I mean, kind of essential. I don't know. The government... Exactly. The government deemed it essential, so. Mm-hmm. Well, but then also too, it's like, how much money is the government making yep. booze and weed versus you know clothes? A, so I'm, sh- I'm sure it's all about taxes, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. I don't know. I've been. It's not as bad as I was expecting, honestly. Like I think I was expecting worse as far as like boredom goes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really doing like a lot of bored eating or, or yeah. like lying in bed on Instagram. You know, I'm I'm staying, but who knows how long that'll last? Maybe that yeah, just go for another week and then I'll just be I'll get stuck in bed sores from oh, laying in bed no, for like four too. days in a row. <laughs> mm-hmm. We won't we, we won't let you get to that point. Okay, <laughs> yeah, please please break my quarantine. Come in, <laughs> yeah. drag me out of bed if it gets to that point. Right. Um, okay, so let's see. So you go to Mayan? Oh, I just graduated last You just graduated. Year. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, congrats, congrats. <laughs> nice that you just dodged the whole, like, online graduation thing. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yeah, my sister and, like, a lot of people I know are, like, kind of upset, disappointed that, you know, they went to school for however long and then mm-hmm. no ceremony, but... You know, no, no one saw this coming, so it's it's not like I'm sure they would have preferred to have the ceremony. I don't yeah, know. definitely. I mean, I didn't really feel that excited about my ceremony. I was kind of like, whatever. It didn't really feel real. I was just ready to graduate. I was like coasting. <laughs> <laughs> I had no energy at the end of the year, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I would have been heartbroken or not. It's kind of weird to think about. Yeah, yeah, it is. So the I. And I should know this by now, but the majors at Myad, is it are they all kind of like same or do you go in like undecided and then you like pick something or how does that work? 
Um, essentially you go in undecided and then you just take like sort of, it's almost like preliminary courses, like Weenie Hut Junior courses where you might, <laughs> <laughs> like I did, essentially I wanted to be like an interior architecture. So I took like a baby interior architecture class and didn't like it and ended up going towards like painting and stuff. But yeah. the fine art like department, it's like all like one major. It's not divided into like printmaking and different like disciplines and stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, so then, so when you went in, so what, what made you change from the design to painting? I think it was like the moment when I caught myself studying paintings and I should have been building like a scaled model. Mm. Like I was like, I need to get out, get out of here. So that was essentially my first like indication that I wasn't really a designer. Plus I don't like math. I don't like things being crisp because you could tell like my paintings that they're very like grimy and textured and stuff. And I just wasn't into that clean, aesthetically crisp kind of, I don't know what you call that, aesthetic. <laughs> Understandable, that makes yeah. sense. Did you have any prior experience with painting or was that your like introduction? Um, I've always painted. I used to do more oil paint when I was like younger, but then as I got older, I became more and more impatient with paint. I'm a very impatient painter, basically. So, yeah. Um, do you remember your like earliest art memory or like interaction with art? Um, I mean, I remember drawing the Powerpuff Girls. That was like my star drawing. I used to just mimic what I saw on the TV and like, yeah. you know, when you're five, everything looks like an exact carbon copy of the TV. But then like, if I look back at it now, it looks like <laughs> potatoes with arms and legs. <laughs> oh, um, so you would you say painting is your preferred medium? Do you prefer uh, like oil or acrylic? Um, definitely acrylic because it just dries acrylic. really fast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, so, uh, so your work I saw. Um, abstract of the gesture of hair and then ceramic office noodle were those like two sculptures you just had to make for a class or like were you did you have an interest in sculpture at any time they were definitely like objects i make to satisfy like a curriculum or like okay. you know a class requirement but like i tried my best to like kind of push it towards things i was interested in so i think both of the, both of those have in common is probably just like the gesture and like thinking about like blackness that was like my jumping off point because from there on like i just kept you know i just kept being more consistent with my ideas mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what was the abstract of the gesture of hair made of was that wood no, it was actually made of styrofoam. Okay. And I coated it like in a like layers of gesso and some clear like iridescent paint. Like it was wild. And I like cut it like on a bandsaw. I was like slaving away. Really? Making that yeah. Hair. I was going to say it looked pretty huge. Um, and it looked like it had texture too. So I wasn't sure like exactly what that was made of. But that's a cool, that's a cool idea. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so the first painting I really wanted to talk about was um, Who Do I Think I Am in 2018. Yep. Yeah. Do, you want, do you want a picture? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Because I'm okay. starting to forget what my paintings look like. Yeah. Really it's, bad. <laughs> no worries. That's, uh, that's common. Uh, sorry, everyone. Okay, and my Wi-Fi has been awful. But I, this because Hold on. 
they're throttling the internet because yeah yeah that's the one yeah yeah yeah. oh so, sorry my fingers over it <laughs> no no worries oh my gosh so with that painting essentially i didn't really go in with any ideas it's just like uh it it started off as like two separate paintings like they were just gonna be like a pair and I was just kind of following the idea of just abstraction and stuff. I was kind of like flexing my muscles. I wasn't necessarily thinking of like a concrete, like conceptual mind blowing thing. And over time, I think with like just like naturally going with the flow of painting and like including like figures and things like I just started to get really reflective of like, oh, no, I'm like taking apart my body and reconstructing it. And then it's all fragmented in different like floating areas. So I think that piece is like about like a painting that isn't about anything you know okay. like it's really hard to okay. talk about because it's not really like a clear painting something i haven't figured out yet yeah and i guess that one stood out to me because it was like everything after that i saw like a big a big difference from everything else that came after that it was like it, it kind of was like it stood on its own it looks like a very you know in your catalog it looked um pretty unique mm -hmm. um so okay and then Sorry, Kyle, did you have anything? No, um, no. Sorry. Oh, so yeah, I, I wanted to ask about one thing about this one as well. So the the fringe on the outside, like, is that something, and this is for both of you, I guess, is that something common in a lot of paintings? Because I've never seen that before, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> it's uh, not stretched, is it? Um, It is. I guess no it's not it doesn't have a frame it's technically stretched because i painted like i stapled it to a wall and then worked on it so it's oh, stretched but okay. it's like, yeah uh but like with the like the fringe and stuff i don't i don't remember seeing an art another artist that's done it before but i just have a weird fascination with like textiles and like tapestry and stuff and it's something that i wish i knew how to do so i just kind of faked it and make it seem like it was like a tapestry <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's always super interesting, like combining, I don't know, I think with painting, I'm mostly just used to seeing like, you know, canvas and then paint on the canvas. So when you like bring in other textures and, uh, you know, all that to painting, I think it makes for a really interesting piece. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, like... I think at the time I was also relating like the um, fringe to like sort of like a domestic sort of sense like things that are like, like familiar objects and things i was really focused on that like i even made like a weird baby blanket a couple years ago for no reason well not for really no reason i shouldn't say that but like, i think i was nostalgic and i was kind of falling into that sort of cliche of like making work about memory and stuff and nostalgia even though like you can't really force upon your nostalgia nostalgia onto other people mm -hmm. that was like maybe like the last trickling of that okay <laughs> thought but i think i did in, like this year but i haven't really like followed up with it at all really oh i get that um do you have anything? um well i wanted to talk about another piece if we were um ready to go to it yeah, yeah, yeah. how which do you know how like far ahead i just i want to go and like um no it's the same control. year so okay. I, uh yeah 2018 and i'm on your website by the way okay. uh phoenixbrown.com everyone go check it out <laughs> um so um the forces that pull us apart it's uh the vinyl that's on the brick wall and then on the ground yeah 
those I thought were really cool. I <laughs> like I, I like um, you know stenciling and street art, but this is a vinyl, and I wanted to ask: Was it difficult to put that up? I mean, is that would that vinyl rip? Because I saw it in a later piece that I want to touch later. Yeah. Um, that was quite a bit bigger. And mm-hmm. um, it was, I don't know, I just think this piece is really cool. It just like shines through that brick wall behind, you know, the woman's head. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, yeah, if you just want to talk about it a little bit here. Yeah. So that piece, it wasn't that difficult. Like, I basically just began with, like, a sheet of vinyl and just drew the picture and then just kind of carved it out, basically. And the material actually sticks very well to that brick, and it stayed there for almost an entire school year. Like, I think people came up and started picking at it, actually. And by the time I graduated, all the left was, like, the lips. So it was just, like, a pair of lips sitting on the wall. But, yeah, that was a really fun material to work with. But I think it got harder to use, like, because, you know, Wisconsin is, like, a frozen hellscape here. So it's, like, hard to, like use that and then have bare hands and go outside and like paste it in places because my hands were really numb so I did another piece that was out in the middle of the street and like it was so painful to just plop it in the middle of the street because I felt like my hands were falling off (laughs) (laughs) yeah because there's uh the one with the hands it's like a circle and it's like the hand holding the wrist yeah yeah Um, you even have a photo on here and it looks like it kind of got scraped up a little bit Mm mm-hmm so that that's interesting that it stayed on the wall the whole time. I mean, I just think that that's really cool. Thank you. Did a car run it over or did it like? Um, the one on the street. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that one only lasted maybe two days, maybe three days. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then um, from who do I think I am into uh, fetishes and curiosities, it looks like. And I, I might be wrong, but it looks like was this the beginning of like the paintings that kind of were depicting um, movement and like they're a little more like chaos in them or not uh, really like sort of do you mean by like like transitioning with my ideas or like because I mean like, in, like it was OK in your artist statement, you know, you talk about how um, uh, yeah, specifically the the figure and then the. Um, the other painting too. Okay. Um, in the in your artist statement, you kind of talk about like the paintings depicting like movement, um, and I see a lot of the like, you know, uh, like motion lines and stuff, and it just, it just looks like there's more going on in that oh. sense than like uh, who do I think I am? And um, do you know like what the? Do you remember like what the jump was an inspiration if that makes sense yeah so i think what happened at that time was that like at first i was making a bunch of all these squiggles and stuff and didn't really have any attention to it i just liked it because it was an easy gesture to just fall back onto and it reflected like my hair texture and stuff mm-hmm. but then after a while i think i began to see them as figures themselves like things that are quivering and shaking and feeling uncomfortable so i began to relate like society like fetishizing like the black body with like just being physically uncomfortable and then just like reminiscing, not reminiscing, that's a terrible word, but like reflecting on those times where I felt uncomfortable with like my Mm -hmm. body and like being in a public space or like people like approaching me and just being gross and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's 
how those things are were beginning to marry. Like that was like the first time I've ever like combined like an actual finite idea. Okay. Circles, yeah. And then the the like sculpture side of that one. Um, what this might be like a silly question. What do those kind of represent? Um, they represent more so like. I made them super tactile and like fluffy, like intentionally, just to make people feel like they want to go up and grab it in hopes mm -hmm. of them, like catching themselves grabbing it, like touching the body almost without any like, you know, without any permissions. Right, right. Okay. Interesting. And so was it another silly question, I'm sorry. Fetishes was it was like fetishes one painting and curiosities the other, or is just like the title of the whole that's just whole a really cool thing. Yeah. Okay, because also too, when I tried loading it on my phone, I only could see the painting. I didn't see the sculpture part of it until college. And I, I had seen it in the past, but when I looked at it earlier, it wasn't there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry it happened to you. No, no, it's okay. My, my Wi-Fi's been really slow. I think it's because everyone's all using the Wi-Fi at the same time because everyone's at home. Right. I don't know if either of you have noticed like a change in your like internet speed, but mine is <laughs> snail. I just have my Wi-Fi. It's like five G. It's like running real fast, but I'm probably like screwing over other people in my building. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You break even. <laughs> yeah. What do you have, Kyle? Um, well, I wanted to jump into 2019 if we could. Um. So. Um, deeper than my shadow, mm -hmm. um, your thesis exhibition, um, you know, I read through, um, you know, the statement that was with that there. And then, um, the pieces in there, I think are all amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I, re I really love all those in there. Um, but the one so and i know we talked about the vinyl already i wanted to ask about this one um the pieces of vinyl on that are quite a bit bigger than the one we talked about before mm -hmm. um what was the difficulty level of just putting that up because once it's stuck is it easy to unstick it at all or did you, was it just like one you know piece at a time because I know the body and the arms look as if they're all one piece. Right. So that piece, like, that wall was very forgiving. It wasn't a dirty wall. It was freshly painted, so it was easy to pull it up and stick it back on. But basically, I, like, I made an illustrator drawing on my computer, and I basically sent it to, like, this vinyl cutting machine, and the computer just kind of cut okay. it. I had to babysit it, because sometimes, like, the little knife that cuts the vinyl would, like, kind of get off-center a little bit, because it was so long. Like, I think the piece was, like, seven feet wide or so, I believe. Okay. So then after that, I think it printed out into, like, maybe... I want to say maybe five, seven-foot-long sheets. They were, like, all, like, rectangles, basically. And then one by one, I had to, like, transfer the vinyl onto a sticky paper. And then, like, that's how I put it on the wall. So that's how it stayed level. Because I just, like, stuck it onto a sheet and stuck it on and rubbed it on. And then, okay. yeah, so it was a two-person job for sure. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought that one was, you know, just with the size, it's just incredible. Oh, thank um, you. I wanted to ask you about this one, too. Mm -hmm. 
if you can just kind of explain, you know, your thought process behind this one. Um, I was just kind of curious, you know, what was all, you know, what were you all trying to put into this piece? Yeah. So that painting, that painting was like on the cusp of like blowing up. It was going to be like one of my shitty paintings almost, but <laughs> somehow like I left it alone and came back and figured it out. <laughs> but I think my problem with that painting at the time was that I didn't really know what the intention was. So okay. after a while I figured it out and um, with that painting, I was thinking more so about like just disrupting like expectations of myself or what people expect of me, like especially since like my thesis was centered around like my childhood experience of being mm -hmm. like or like talking white or whatever. So that's what that painting was basically about. And I think I was focusing more on like texture and layering and just making it super dense as possible because like, you know, identity is like really complex. So I would like the surface to reflect that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to ask about this one as well, because I know you had mentioned in that um, statement that um, something of, let's see, coordination and playing basketball. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, um, basketball. <laughs> and so I wanted to just kind of hear you know, everything on this, I do see the basketball in there. I see, you know, what looked to be like the hands. Um, if you could just kind of go over, you know, what you were trying to all convey in this one as well. Yeah. So in that piece, I was trying to like, sort of like communicate like the disconnection with like the sport to my identity and how like not everybody knows how to play freaking basketball. And it was just like always like this little, little, I don't know what you call that little, standard I'd never met with like the black community like oh you're tall and you're skinny why don't you play sports so like I think I was just kind of reflecting on that and feeling like I wasn't enough at the time and that's what that piece was trying to reflect that just trying to submit those feelings and put them out in the world okay. uh, I definitely know that feeling of like <laughs> being tall and everyone asking you you know do you play basketball <laughs> especially on brown too it's like no I don't like I'm not I'm not very coordinated I'm clumsy <laughs> I'm lanky, you know. I mean, I'm I'm six four, but that doesn't mean I'm good at good at basketball. I could stand in front of the. I'll just do like this. What do you call that? Like the person that says it's a thing, like for like the a center. layup. I don't even know my basketball. Yeah, team. I think it's uh, a yeah, the center. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I played I played basketball in sixth grade. That was all I did was just stand under the hoop and catch rebounds. I only caught it like a third of the time anyway. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> <My job. laughs> um, so something I wanted to ask about was um, the piece uh, "Far Away." Far away. It was um, Kyle. Do you have a picture? Uh, what year was that? Uh, uh 2019 uh, yeah, let me see let me see yeah yeah 2019 oh yeah i got it I yeah that's perfect <laughs> yeah oh you already got it sorry yeah, it's all good <laughs> um was was this um like your first venture into like i know um you did the force code of switching which was the installation in your studio was this the was was far away like the first time you ventured into um bringing like a nameable or like a like a figure into the work 
because I know before it was just it was a lot of movement, um, you know, and abstract colors and shapes. But then here, you know, we see like a figure in the in the painting. Was that like the beginning of that or because um, there's a there's a definitely a switch, especially with like the more later stuff. You know, I see um, more figures in it. Yeah. So with that piece, that was like the first time where I took like a lot of care and gave like the figure like like a life, like a story, like a human like I don't know, human life, <laughs> I guess, the way I handled the skin and stuff. So I was I think my like this is where I'm currently at now. Like I'm actually my artist statement on my website just a placeholder. It's not really okay. Thing, but the ideas I've been thinking about lately is like creating figures that kind of negate like Western ideals of painting, basically, and like the nude and the portraiture and stuff, and just like either having their gaze like look beyond the viewer and not like sort of dealing with like the preconceptions of like the identity of the person in the painting, or like they're just like staring them down or telling them where to look in the painting rather than like just looking away and letting the viewer like absorb their body. Okay. So the first time I was like trying to think of a way to like, how can I present a figure, but make it look kind of assertive, but that without giving you like a true resting bitch face, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of stereotype with black women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that. Um, and then Another one I was really curious about was um, what we want now. Mm -hmm. um, like the, this one? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the, the backstory behind that one? Was yeah. it, it looks like it's a private commission. I don't know if you can like talk about that or like. Um, I could talk about it a little, it's okay. So it was a commission that I got after a show that I had in Chicago. And basically the guy, he was like super interested in like the Black Panther party and like what was it like the five points basically i don't remember all the points and stuff mm. it was like a list of like beliefs basically so basically I, he wanted just like the text what we want now to summarize that belief system and also like just convey like i don't know like the reclamation of identity and like just sort of like taking political action against like what's going on in our political climate so interesting interesting yeah. how did you how did you get involved in the show in chicago um, I was at Women Made Gallery. They had like an open call for like Midwestern women artists to come and to apply. So that was my first time in Chicago, like having like an exhibition, even though yeah. it was a group. But yeah, it was just like, it was just a jury process. Okay. Okay. Um, you got anything, Kyle? Well, I wanted to ask, I guess if we can go back to 2018, because there's a, it looks like you had an, uh, a, like a site installation in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how'd you, um, how'd you get involved with that as well? Yeah. So like in 2018, I was, I did Yale Norfolk, like school of art. It's like, like a summer residency slash intensive program for like undergraduates that are about to enter their senior year in like art school and undergrad. So I was doing that and like one of my TAs, he was like involved with like, I don't know if he was involved, but he definitely knew contacts for people who also did um, the terrain exhibitions that happened like in Illinois as well, like around Chicago. So they coordinated and did like a satellite version of that exhibition sort of series out all the way out in Norfolk, Connecticut. So some of us participated and made site specific installations. 
in my installation, basically, it was like kind of tapping into my anxiety of the space that I was in because Norfolk, Connecticut was like super white and everybody, everybody was really, really nice, but I've never been in a space like that before, especially like something yeah. that looks similar to like colonial America because I've always lived in the Midwest, so we don't see that kind of stuff here. So that was really interesting and well, well sorry, I lost my train of thought just now. <laughs> um, colonial yeah. America. Oh, yeah, Colonial America. So I was calling out the building that the piece was in front of. So even though, like, the people who originally owned, like, that estate, they weren't slave owners or anything, but, like, the house kind of made me think of, like, what if, like, slaves built this home and what does it mean that I'm here? Like, also getting my education here as a Black person. So that was, like, sort of my train of thought, but it was super anxiety-based, and I really don't have any research that backs up those assumptions either. So that's why sometimes the piece is, like, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with it. Like, it's, like, rooted in just me being scared and uncomfortable. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to bring it back to 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Um, so my favorite of uh, everything I've seen of yours, uh, My Orchard. Mm-hmm. Um, what... First of all, I got to ask, because I'm stupid, what does uh, collage monotypes, like, what, what does that mean? How, what is that? Oh, yeah. So a monotype is basically just like a one-off print. Okay. So you take some ink and you roll it onto, like, a flat surface, say, like, either, well, I guess, like, yeah, you could just do it, like, on, like, a, like an acrylic sheet, like, um, plexiglass, basically, is what mm. I did it on. And you put the ink on there and you just draw a picture with like a napkin or like you scratch it in or you do the reverse and like draw with like a paintbrush with the ink and you lay the paper on and you print it and put some pressure and you pull it up. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So basically I did a bunch of those and collaged them all together and like glued them basically into a big rectangle and yeah, <laughs> collage monotypes. <laughs> okay. What was the, did you have like a backstory to that one at all? Um, not too much yet. It takes me a while to develop, like, what the painting means. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I have to make work that's similar to it and surround it with the other work to, like, know what the story is, basically. Okay, just, like, a general theme around it? Yeah, so it's very much so fresh out the womb. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I I love the colors, and especially, too, like, I don't know what it is about, um, I believe in the top left-hand corner and the bottom right-hand corner it's like rounded off or mm-hmm. maybe i have it backwards um but yeah I, I mean something about like the shape and the colors and the collage and the imagery like yeah i don't know that's that's uh been my favorite that i've seen so far <laughs> thank you yeah yeah um do you who are like some of your influences or, or favorite artists my favorite artist? I think my biggest favorite is Carrie James Marshall. Hell yeah. Oh uh, yeah. He I yeah. love the way he handles figures. And like even though he draws like women like kind of almost in the nude, he just makes it intentional that their entire body isn't exposed because it's not for the viewer and they're mm. like having their space inside the frame and their gazes are super interesting. So yeah. I've been of ideas for him lately. I've just been kind of eating up his work and his writing and stuff. Okay. I like Mark yeah. Bradford too. Okay. Okay. I I should know who that is. Um, he's like, I think he lives in LA, and he just makes giant like abstract paintings, but they're like all like layered, um, 
basically like advertisements. He finds them on the street and layers them and then uses like a Dremel tool to carve like textures and packages. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, these, yeah, I've definitely seen these. These are incredible. Is there one in Chicago? Yeah, there's one. I saw one last year in Chicago. Okay, that's, maybe that's where I saw it. Did you go to the Virgil show? Um, yeah, was it the guy, but like the, he's like a designer. Yeah, yeah, is it the MCA? Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah, that was, a, that was a really good show. Um, yeah, was... <laughs> Kyle, you have anything? So... I just wanted to touch on something. Uh, it says on your website, again, phoenixbrown.com. Everyone check it out. Um, the solo, you have a solo exhibition uh, coming up in late 2020. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like a, like a little mini solo exhibition. The Trout Museum. It's like this cool like community museum in Appleton, Wisconsin. And they're basically doing a series of like, artists like quick solo shows with sharp turnarounds and the show is like like the idea is from like i think it was like women's right to vote like the anniversary of that day when that happened i'm not keen on the historical dates on that but <laughs> basically like with that theme they're trying to like uplift like women who make work in their community and in the state so they're offering like their atrium for people to come in and like exhibit work or just kind of do like a installation for about two months so so about around, around november or so is what i'm expecting to probably be installing okay yeah um are you working on any paintings or sculpture or anything right now um is it for that or just not for that <laughs> Yeah, I really want to make some new work for that because I have like another show in the summer that I'm producing work for or like I'm going to have all my work there. So I need to up the production, but it's been kind of hard since like this Corona yeah. came in. So like going to the studio has been kind of canceled. So yeah, <laughs> doing the small pictures and drawings and stuff lately. Yeah, it's like everyone's just doing whatever they can. I know a lot of artists who you know don't yeah i don't really have access to a studio like that right now and it's just like people doing you know whatever mm -hmm. whatever they can so i totally feel that 100 percent. yeah um, kyle you have anything else um no that covers i think everything on my list we're cool um do you want to shout out like your website i know kyle did it a few times your website and social <laughs> media and stuff Oh, yeah, totally. Shameless plug. So my website is phoenixbrown.com and my Instagram handle is phoenix is phoenix is phoenix. It's really long, but it's long <laughs> because like, this is a quick story, but yeah, like, yeah, please. Melby's daughter, her name is also Phoenix Brown, like from the Spice Girls. So if you type in Phoenix Brown, like she comes up all over the internet. So I've just been putting S as an initial. So I kind of differentiate myself from her cult okay. followers. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. Um, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, all right, cool. Everyone go check out the website. Check out the Instagram, not the Spice Girls Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone stay healthy, stay safe, stay inside. Uh, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank well, you. This was fun. Thanks. <laughs> all right, well, uh, Artist Now, this is Aiden. This is Kyle. Hey, Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we'll see y'all next time.